Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2% for every second that they improved their load time? In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I want to talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash school to learn more and get your website online today. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about how to create a marketing budget. So first and foremost, I think... If you look at the large companies out there, the Fortune 500s, typically their marketing budgets are a little lower. I think it's 6 to 12% of gross revenues. And then smaller companies, I believe it's about 15 to 20% of gross revenues. Neil, you're smiling right now. And I'm wondering why you're smiling. Why are you smiling, Neil? <laughs> I don't believe in marketing budgets. <laughs> Elaborate. I, I believe that if it's profitable, you do as much as you can. If it's not profitable, you turn it down. So if it's profitable, like if a pay-per-click cam- campaign is profitable and you're getting two to one return, why wouldn't you spend $10 million or $100 million? I know there's not going to be enough inventory, but just max it out. Not max out you know, your marketing budget, as in your budget should be flexible based on the results you're getting. And most business owners, even Fortune 500 companies, I've talked to some of the CEOs of these Fortune 500 companies. And it's funny when you sit in the marketing firm, it's like, yeah, marketing has a line of X dollars. And I've talked to some of the CEOs and uh, CMOs and I'm like, yeah, but if I give you a 1.5 to one return on your money or a 1.2 and it's highly profitable, you're telling me you're limited on budget. You know what the response they always tell me is? No, we have a ton of cash in the bank. We want to spend as much as possible. If we can exceed you know, the numbers. That would be great for our stock price, our quarterly earnings or whatever it may be. People don't really have a marketing budget. Even the small companies have very little money. If you can spend a dollar and give them $2 in return, usually within 30 days, they'll spend as much as you know you can take. Yep, and I actually operate from the same Quite model of same, thinking, the yeah. same model of thinking that Neil comes from because I, I just like to gamble when it comes to when it comes to marketing because it doesn't make sense to to have <laughs> to limit yourself, right? You're supposed to ideally you're spending as much as you can, and then the the, the saying in marketing is I think if you're able to outspend um, the the one that spends the most is the one that wins at the end of the day. I'm paraphrasing here, but you know the, for those of you that do like to set some kind of um, percentage there um you know i would say 15 to 20 percent of gross sure you can go with that but if you have something that's working if you have some kind of funnel that's working well let's let's take uh let's take you know somebody's info product for example They're, they have a really good info product funnel that's working on facebook by all means max it out as much as you can and then and then go from there and then you can take that money and then you can either reinvest it or figure out you know other areas that you want to invest back into but if you're putting in one dollar and you're making five dollars it doesn't make sense to just you know 
cap it at a budget. It's the same thing with uh, people that come to come to us and say, and I made fun of this so many times already. The startups that come to us and say, oh, you know, we have a $5,000 budget to test on this, even though we're spending $200,000 a month on, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're ready to spend a lot of money, but we only have this $5,000 budget to test. Like, that doesn't make any sense because if it's working, you're not going to just set a, a one month campaign for $5,000. You're, you're ideally you're looking for traction. You're not going to just say, you know, we're going to we're going to cap it, even though we're we're starting to see the numbers get better and better. Where your budget should be set is for headcount and internal resources. Mm. So, how many people do you want in your marketing department? What do you need people for? SEO, pay per click, etc. Managers, whatever, maybe that kind of stuff. Set a budget, determine it with like based on your cash flow, your bank balance, or your boss, or whoever it may be. The stuff you shouldn't set budgets with is like paid advertising, SEO, assuming it's giving you a positive cash flow ROI, email marketing campaigns, assuming every time you send out an email, you're making more money, right? The things in which you spend money and you can see a direct return pretty quickly, don't have budgets with, just make sure it's highly profitable. The stuff that isn't necessarily driving a direct ROI, such as adding more headcount, that's where you should have a budget. So that's the mindset you need to shift into. And when you're dealing with bosses or higher ups and like, oh, your pay-per-click budget is capped at X dollars, you have to explain to them, hey, you know, uh, I have a question about the budget. Is there a reason you want me to cap it? If I can end up showing you that it's profitable from day one and you can, you're paying by credit card, so technically you're paying net 30, yet you receive the money right away from the customers. In that case, shouldn't we just be spending unlimited amount? If you're in a long sales cycle and you see the revenue come in six, 12 months later, sure, by all means, cap this paid spending until you're 100% sure that it's a positive ROI. But if that's not the case, you need to explain it to the people you're working with so that way they're on the same page. And most people are logical in which they'd be like, yeah, if you're telling me we pay net 30 and we get the revenue up front, sell as much as you can. All right. So I don't think there's much more to add around this other than both Neil and I think that if you have something working, go all in just because we're, we're both gamblers. So we're probably Dude, the, not the best people to ask about this. <laughs> I, I remember a few months ago, we were in Vegas and Eric was visiting and we were recording some podcasts. So his buddies come into town and we're at Aria Casino for dinner. And his buddies were late and they're quite a bit late. I think, what, like 20, 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. So they're 20, 30 minutes late. <laughs> Eric's like, huh, what should we do? Ah, I have a few thousand bucks in my pocket, right? This is Eric talking. And I was like, okay. He's like, let's gamble. I was like, all right. So I go to the gambling tables with him and I don't gamble. So he gambles what? At the first like five minutes, you gamble like a thousand bucks. And then he loses. Did you lose all of it? I think he lost all of it. I did. I did. <laughs> he lost all of it. But for a moment, he was up and I was like, let's go, let's go. So he loses all of it. He's like, all right, now let's go back to the restaurant. We go to the restaurant. And he's like, huh, my friends say they're another 15 minutes delayed. Let's go back and gamble more. So he goes back, he gambles more, he loses another grand or two. And then we go back to the restaurant and the lady's like, oh, we could have seated you if you want. You don't have to wait for the other party. He's just like, crap, I could have saved a few thousand bucks. But yeah, he's a gambler. I actually have a similar mentality. I don't like gambling like poker or blackjack like he does. But in business, I'm all or nothing. I look at the profit. And with one of my business, it does, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars a month in profit. And I don't care for the money with that business. So I look at all of it and I'm like, huh, I'm like, what can I blow it on in the business? And I'll just invest it without thinking about an ROI. But for some crazy reason, when I do that, it always ends up paying off because I'm investing in things like content, videos, podcasting. Like we have this podcast 
with Eric and I, we're getting 250,000 listens a month. And I was telling Eric, I'm like, I'll do a deal with you. If you can find uh, bloggers that we can pay, I'll spend a hundred grand on email blasts to get to a million listens a month. Hey, and that's for you bloggers out there to have a good email list. Yeah, you can email Eric and if he likes it, we'll spend money with you. And the funny thing is, is like, there's no direct ROI, but I believe if you spend money in marketing in the right areas, long-term it pays back, just most people aren't willing to make the investment. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I think this leads to both of our, our long-term outlooks. Um, marketing is related to business at the end of the day, and, and for us, I, th- I think we probably get more of a kick of spending money on business, at least you know, minus the blackjack stuff, but when you spend whatever money that I make, I think Neil, for the, the, for the most part, most of the money that he's making goes into reinvestment or investing in other ventures because that's just what's what's interesting to us. So that's the long term and that's how we think about, you know, reinvesting. But uh, that's it for this episode of Marketing School. We'll see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.